podcast, I'm your host, Amy Baker, a financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. This is the podcast where we make talking money normal and manifesting into our lives practical. I share with you money mindset tips and tricks, as well as practical financial strategies to help you create the financial life and relationship with money that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I am your host, Amy Baker, financial advisor and also money mindset coach. Now today, I'm not interviewing anyone. This is just about me. I'm actually going on a little bit of a rant, maybe on my high horse here. But I felt this was an opportunity to discuss a few things. As you may know, I'm in the process of launching um, a course called the Sensibility Money Transformation Course. I'm incredibly passionate about financial literacy, especially here in Australia, especially for women. Now, there's so many reasons. And this morning, I was actually on a team call with my team and I had Brett in the room with me, my husband, and then I had uh, Davina and Ramel um, on Zoom with me. And for some reason, I just started rambling on about the statistics that we face as women when it comes to the gender pay gap and the gender wealth gap. And overall, I guess, this consideration of financial literacy. And to be honest with you, my team were quite surprised with the statistics. In my industry alone, being in financial services, the gender pay gap is a good 20% between men and women, often doing the same role. Now, we have a big gender wealth gap, and that is created by the fact that most women, when they are having a bit of a break to have a child, they won't be earning any maternity leave, but they don't get any pay in terms of their superannuation. So there's a nice gap that actually grows. I shouldn't call it nice. There's a big gap that actually grows during that period of time. Now, say that's only maybe a year, and it could just be $10,000, but over time, that $10,000 invested, long-term, compounded, can actually be a huge chunk to retirement savings. And we can see in some cases there's a difference between 200000 between some men and women at retirement age in similar roles in their career paths. So we do have a bit of an issue here. We've also seen that there's been a lot of talk around the role women play in actually boosting our economy, in actually making a big difference and changing the makeup around how we can help grow our economy, even if we're working part-time, and the consideration of actually helping the childcare system be a better system that enables more women to be joining the workforce. It's uh, one of the politicians that even stated if, if, this was, if the childcare system was like iron ore, I'm sure that there will be politicians and private equity businesses falling over themselves to be pouring money into it to make it happen and get off the ground. Fact is, childcare system's there. It's just an incredibly flawed and expensive system that is keeping more women at home than actually in the workforce. Now, I'm not actually going to go down that rabbit hole today. I wanted just to get on my high horse a little bit just to speak about my passion and why I do what I do. I was one of those women that started work back in the workforce after 12 weeks of having my first baby kale 18 years ago I was absolutely terrified at the idea that I was possibly not skilled enough and I really didn't have the career path that 
I thought I should have had at that point in time being a new mum. Now, I went into finance at that point. Now, I was working in accounts a couple of for a couple of years while also studying performing arts. I was a trained jazz singer. Um, I was an artist and I was working in hospitality. So I did have a lot of skills. But in my mindset and a lot of the stories I told myself was that I was actually failing myself and my, my new family, my young family, because I didn't have this sort of career path. I was absolutely terrified. And I got into finance to find myself with my eyes wide open to the reality that most people didn't have any idea about how to manage finance, how to manage money, how to manage cash flow. And it was from there that I fell in love with financial advice and became a financial advisor. Now, my point here is that a lot of people still feel like financial advice is completely out of their reach and they feel like they may need to actually have hundreds of, if not thousands of dollars before they even seek advice. Some people feel like they need to have thousands of dollars, at least in savings, to afford an advisor. A lot of people don't understand that financial advice may seem expensive, but if you look at what we do and how we can help you go on track, the long-term trajectory is actually worth that short-term investment. And you might find that it doesn't actually have to be a huge expense to you. In fact, a lot of people I come across are asset-rich, cash-flow poor. So we as advisors have to work out ways that they can actually fund this advice and that's often through super and then salary sacrificing that to back into their super. So there are ways around seeking advice and I do want to encourage people who are sitting on the fence on whether it's worth doing or not. Now I've also created this course of course because a lot of people do feel that financial advice is out of reach and maybe not for them and that's okay. A lot of people these days want to renovate their own back deck or um, you know they want to detail their car, they want to learn how to paint, they want to do it themselves. There are a lot of do-it-yourself kind of courses out there. So I've created one as well, a do-it-yourself financial plan basically. That's what the Sensibility Money Transformation course is. I call it a transformation course because I also include the mindset stuff and I'm a big believer in getting that key right. You know, The money mindset is an integral part to being financially successful. Because half the problem we have is we're telling ourselves stories over and over and over again about our past relationship with money. And it could be that we need to have X amount before we start investing or that we're hopeless with money or that there's this sort of scarcity concept going in the background and we're not even aware what's going on. So really having that awareness can help reshape and reframe your beliefs and your relationship with money. So I do cover that in the course as well. But one of the main, I guess, motivating factors for this is that if this stuff isn't taught at school. A lot of people are so unaware about how money works. And I will go through, and I do in my podcasts and I do um, with the webinars that I'm doing as well, is actually just talk about laying those foundations. The first and for, like first key thing that you need to know when looking at creating your own plan is understanding where your money's going. As they say, tell your money where to go or it will leave in terms of tell your money what to do, tell your money to be paying this bill or to be going into that savings account so you can pay for your groceries or you can be going into that savings account so you can start investing or going into that credit card so you can pay off that debt. We've got to create a strategy first 
to tell your money where to go. But how do you do that when you don't even know what your money's been doing? First thing is you look at your history. Start looking at what your money's been doing. Your money's going to tell you a story. It's going to tell you what your life's like. It's going to show you your lifestyle. It's going to tell you what your, your choices have been. And you might be surprised that you actually probably got a good handle of this anyway. A lot of people are paying their bills. A lot of people are still clearing debt. A lot of people are still paying down their mortgages. They're not actually in a situation where they're, you know, almost out on the street and, or, or, you know, have the debt collectors knocking on their door. But they've got this story that they tell themselves that they're hopeless with money. Does that sound familiar to you? I know for me years ago that was a bit like that for me. I was always thinking that I wasn't good enough. I was fearing that someone will find out that I'm really not that great at managing money. But it was when I was a single mum and I started my business and I built this system which I now teach my students, my clients, anybody basically cross paths with me. This is, this is the basic foundation to managing the cash flow process. I basically built that for me and I was like this, I needed to do it because I needed to know what bills had to be paid and what I had left over. And then as, as money increased and things changed, that grew and grew for me. So as I say, when I say grew and grew, what I mean is the more you earn, the more expenses you have, especially when you have a business because you may need to expand that business and have more suppliers, more software and more have a team. And life is a bit like that too. But what you've got to do is also have a goal. What does that goal look like? So, you know, we cover all of those things too. Now, a financial advisor is going to do that with you. Financial advisor is wanting to sit down and find out, well, what is your goal? It could be that you want to retire in the next 10 years. Okay, so what is that going to look like for you? Do you want to be traveling every year? Do you want to upgrade your car every few years? Are you wanting to help out the kids? What legacy do you want to leave? So it's about then mapping out. Okay, well, actually, I really want to just downsize. We live in a nice family home right now. But once the kids move out, I want to be in a sort of turnkey situation where I don't have to worry about maintenance. There's a great example. Okay, then we create a strategy around that. It could be that you want to move to down the south coast or up the north coast or head over to the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. The advisor then could actually map out and create a plan and a strategy, a strategy that's also going to be tax effective for you, that considers your family, considers your estate planning, it considers maybe what whether you still have a mortgage and a debt reduction strategy so you can actually reduce your debt while grow your wealth so you can end up on that plan to retire in that time frame that you want to retire in. But again, it all comes down to this foundation piece. What have you got to work with first? And a lot of us often question that and think that, oh, I haven't got enough and I can't afford an advisor. But we, if we can scratch the surface, usually find that there are ways around this. And as I stated, many of us are actually asset rich, cash flow poor. And if we've been putting money away into our superannuations for a long period of time, by the time we are close to retirement, that could be surprisingly lucrative for you and it will be able to provide you a passive income and you might also be looking at if you wanted to downsize that you've got equity in that property that you could potentially sell 
the property and then use some of that equity to buy your next home and also fund your retirement. There are so many fun, cool things you can do when you're getting that money right, but it's about getting that money story right for yourself too. And as I stated earlier, although it might seem like an investment, you've got to look at what the outcome of that investment is going to give you. It's not just the physical, it's not just about how much money you're going to have in 10 years, but also that peace of mind that you're on track with your goals, that you're on track with a plan, and that you know where your money's going and what your money's doing. Advisors are more than just about the money. And if you've actually listened to me speak, not just on this podcast, but being guests on other podcasts, I often talk about that. We're about the relationship with our clients. About a week ago, it was Tuesday, so yeah, it was just shy of a week ago, I received a text message from a client of mine whose father, who's also a client of mine, passed away. So I called and I spoke with her and her mother. Her mother was also is a client. So I serve not only um, Roz, but I was also serving Emerson and Bob, and Bob's just passed. And I had that moment. It was a very intimate, a very emotional moment in their lives that I got to be a part of. And it was, a, you know, I guess a huge privilege for me to be in that moment and, you know, to salute Bob and his life, to check in with Innes and how she's feeling and also Rose, how she was feeling and have a beautiful conversation in his memory and it was in those moments, you know, I also wanted to appreciate and thank Innes that I got to witness her love for her husband because we had many conversations around whether we were going to put him through aged care or not and she just showed such unconditional love about toward her husband during that time and although she was sleep deprived and needing respite herself because she was his full-time carer she wasn't at the time prepared to give him up I remember her saying he was such a good husband he was such a good man to me and with that I absolutely loved to hear that she wanted to honor him and pay him back in some respects to look after him in his final year and I, rem I reminded her of that moment. And Roz cried, his, you know, their daughter, and so did Innes, and then I was crying. But the point was Roz turned around and said, so glad you said that, Amy, because, you know, Mum was so thinking that she was just doing a terrible job and she wasn't the best wife. And I just, by me just saying what I observed in that time was, I guess, very important for, for Innes to hear as she was letting go of her husband that day because that was the day he passed. My point in this, and it's a sad story, but my point in sharing this is this is what advice is. It's more than just the money. It's relationship. In the few month, coming months, I'm going to be working with them closely on the estate planning side of things and getting these assets all sorted out for the family. But that's not what this is about. This is also being there and being present and actually being part of their lives. It's so important to have that relationship with your advisor. 
because no one's going to help you get to your goals without you being really open and honest about what, what's really important to you. And if I can see what's important to you and if that mean, means that you value your family, then I can ensure that we will look at all areas of your life and your family ensure that there's a legacy and that they're going to be looked after. And so much so that I would get to talk to your family and get to know them as well. That's what advice is. It's not just about the money. And mindset work is not about the money at all. It's often about what's holding us back and what stories we've been telling ourselves, things that we've heard from our childhood that, oh, money doesn't grow on trees or you've got to work hard for the money, you've got to work hard to appreciate it. Somebody carries that story up until retirement age and then struggles to retire We've got a question, well, hang on a minute, why aren't you prepared to retire yet? Because they can't see it's earning money, which is their passive income from their superannuation now as a pension, is actually still a valid way of earning money. But they, in their minds, think they have to work hard for it. No, you don't. You've worked your whole life for it. Enjoy this now. And that is a hard transition for people. I've seen that with my own eyes. I've seen that with other advisors who I teach the mindset coaching to. So I wanted to share this podcast. It's a bit all over the place for many, many reasons. If you're sitting on the fence about seeking financial advice and you don't have to get it from me, but you're watching a few other advisors out there in social media, my advice is to have a conversation, ask some questions, get a feel for what their process is and you'll be pleasantly surprised to actually what the reality of advice is it is actually a journey and it's a long-term thing just like investing and what we do as advisors we invest our time in you we want to ensure that you do reach your goals we want to ensure that you are financially comfortable that you're financially secure in your mindset as well as the actual accounts or the assets you're creating the wealth that you're creating and when I say that that security is meaning you're no longer struggling with anxiety or fear um, or that lack of uncertainty around money. That's the other part of this picture. As we look at creating a way of protecting you, looking at your risk, looking at your family, looking at the legacy, looking at the assets, looking at all sorts of facets that are important to creating a plan that works for you. And every single one of us is different. So that's why the relationship is key. So when you are meeting with with an advisor, have that conversation. Get into it. Don't be afraid to ask some tough questions. You know, they may offer bespoke investing service like what we do. They may have other areas of, of expertise. And I know there are advisors that just focus in on aged care advice. There are advisors that are just focusing in on insurance advice. And there are advisors that have that holistic approach. So just go there armed with lots of questions and Don't be afraid to ask silly questions. There's no such thing as a silly question. And don't be afraid to walk away and go, no, that's not right for me either. But what I do want to encourage is that you do explore the concept of seeking advice. And if you aren't going to seek advice, definitely arm yourself with as much information about how you can make your money work for you. And I would recommend, like we're doing in a couple of weeks, is putting on a a masterclass. It's a webinar. And I just lay down the foundations of how to create a plan and I use a case study. So if, if that's maybe a good starting point, then join my webinar. Um, sign up for that. There will be a link in this podcast. 
And if that isn't for you, that's fine too. The fact is the conversation needs to start and start as soon as possible. If you're drowning in debt and you think you need to be clear of debt before you seek advice, then you are very wrong. If you think you need to pay off your home before you start investing, you are wrong. If you think that you need to have a certain amount in superannuation before you seek advice, you are wrong. We are all in different levels when it comes to our money. And sometimes you actually need to be doing a couple of things instead of just one thing. In fact, I do encourage it with with my clients. We, We are looking at debt reduction and we're also looking at saving and investing. We're looking at ensuring you've got enough money sitting in that offset account. You are actually paying down that mortgage and that you are also giving your superannuation and your investments a lot of love. Now you can go, well, hang on a minute. Each week I don't have enough money to show for that. I can assure you if you get you your goals in line with your values and you start breaking some of your bigger goals down to bite-sized pieces, it can all be workable. So... With that in mind, I'm going to love you and leave you. If you're interested, don't hesitate to register to that um, webinar. Now, we will be holding many of these throughout the year. Uh, I'm also going to be doing other workshops. So keep keep following me on Instagram, I'm TikTok. I'm not great with Twitter, but I'm trying. LinkedIn and Facebook. And we also have our Facebook Sensibility Money Forum. Let's make money normal. Let's talk money into normality. Let's try and see how far we can squeeze this gap between, you know, the gender wealth gap, this gender pay gap, and just make it to be annihilated. Let's make it nothing. I know this makes no sense the way I'm talking. I am talking on the fly. I don't do scripts. I talk just from the heart. So there we go. I hope today's episode was at least somewhat informative. If you feel you have a question, you want me to raise, you want to discuss, you want to talk about investing, or you want to learn more about superannuation, you want to learn more about mindset, you want to learn about debt reduction, let me know. I'm going to be doing more of these small, informative, quick bite-sized podcasts so that um, we can get this information out there. Have a great one. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the love. Like and share all posts. Social links are in the show notes below. Please note that any information shared in this podcast is general in nature and not to be perceived as financial advice. Please seek advice from a licensed financial advisor, just like me. We also want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation as the traditional custodians of this country we record this podcast in. We recognise their continuing connection to the land and waters and thank them for protecting this coastline and its ecosystems since time immemorial.